You're listening to Big Blend Radio's English Connection Show with Glenn Burrows, owner of Norfolk Tours. So welcome back, Glenn. Super excited to have you back on the show today because we're going to talk about choo-choo trains in England. How are we you are. doing, Glenn? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, lovely day over here we've just had. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that dreaded December time. Oh, come on. It's jolly. Don't be humbuggy. No, no. I, I, I love I love that time of year. And and you've got grandbabies too, so that makes it more Well, fun, I've got it? three three beautiful little granddaughters and they are so excited. So that's all Aww. good fun. Listen, I had, you know, some of the best times in, in you know, as a child was Christmas in England. And, um, you know, I think we arrived when I was like seven or eight. I, I don't know. But I was a kid, a little kid. And when we got to England, going to train travel, that was my first experience in England other than Heathrow oh. Airport. And um, that can <laughs> that's a whole other city of itself. Yes. But we went on a train up north to, to where we were going to move to. And that's how I saw England for the first time as a little girl was um, on a train. Yes. And so I thought that was pretty cool that we could do. And it was completely different than being on a train ride in Africa. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. It was very different. Um, very, um, yeah, it wasn't so packed. <laughs> seats. Everybody had their individual seats and it was very polite. And there was a conductor. And you know what's so weird, Glenn? And I shouldn't even probably say this on a show, but we always do, right? Um, I was, <laughs> you know, growing up in Kenya, you ask, you know, you, you address people according to their tribe, tribal customs. Yes. Yeah. And so like in some tribes, you do not look people directly in the eye. That is rude. It's antagonistic. And, you know, out of um, respect and, hum and being humble, you actually look down. You do not look in their eyes. So um, when we got to the train, as we were boarding the train, there was a black man who was the conductor and I went up to him and I said, what tribe are you? And he was not not pleased with me Glenn, no. at all. He just looked at me and looked at Nancy like you're you're the evil parent. What have you been teaching your parent, your kids, you know? Yeah. But I was being completely polite. That's what of you course. do. But yeah. that was an interesting interaction. And then he spoke with a British accent and that kind of blew me away. So <laughs> it was a whole different cultural connection, you know, and that's the beauty of travel is. You think you know what you know in your little bubble, but as soon as you get out into the big wide world, it is a big wide world. And and that that can be a major problem. Like you know, you you experienced that as a child, but if you thought about that as an adult and you did that, then you know yeah. you could end up in big big trouble. I didn't I didn't mean anything other than respect. no, of course you didn't. And mm -hmm. and you but know I, yeah, you, you you wouldn't necessarily have, have meant anything even as an adult. But if you didn't know. You didn't know, you know. Yeah. It's one that's, of them things. A, well, I think the more we travel, the more we know. Yes, exactly. Mm. And the train train rides um, to me are very interesting because it's also a way of, number one, you don't have to worry about parking <laughs> no. and driving and staying awake at the wheel. You know, Nancy and I that's drive so much. Thing. But you can actually relax, sit and watch the views. You can read a book. You can chat with people that you don't know. Yes. And and actually, um, <laughs> there was something the, the other day, actually, because my, my son 
was going to come down with his daughter um, and said, can you pick us up in Kings Lynn? We're going to come on the train. And I said to him, why don't you come on the bus? Because, you know, there's buses, there's trains, there's everything in England. And my wife said to me, yeah, but it's so much easier on the train because there's a toilet. And, and you know, that's another thing. You know, on a train, you've got a toilet all the time. And, you know, you've also got a, a, a restaurant car so you can have a cup of coffee. You know, so Ooh. train travel is just so much more simple because you can just get up and walk to the toilet or walk to the cafe and have a coffee. And, you know, so it's it is much easier than traveling on a bus or in a car even because mm. you don't have yeah. to stop. You know, you keep going. But don't stick your head out the window. Things no, can fly up no. in your face. I've learned and that. Don't, too. don't use the toilet in the station. Oh, use the toilet on the train instead of in the station? No, no, no. You, must, toilets. you mustn't use the toilet while the train is stopped in the station. Oh, oh, only when it's moving. When it's moving, yes. Okay, I get I get the picture, Glenn. Yeah. I don't know if I want that picture. No, <laughs> but that's just what it says in the toilets on, on the trains is don't use when it's in the station. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna watch my mouth and behave right now because I have some funny things to say back. And um <laughs> I'm going to keep it clean. That's right. Um, you can edit and, edit that piece out. Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say we're all making our own train tracks. But anyway, <laughs> I just thought that's pretty funny. But Nancy's giving me faces here, Glenn. I bet. <laughs> yeah, she's wondering what are we talking about. But um, so this is interesting. So there's different, like in South Africa, we had what was uh, the the garden route had a train. And there was a song, Catch the Blue Train. It was known as, I don't know if it still runs today, but it's a scenic ride and it's actually part of a vacation so that you can see the garden route, which goes up the coast, the east coast of, of South Africa. Right. From Cape Town, Nisna. So you have forest and you have these rugged cliffs and you have history of when Vasco da Gama came and landed in, in South, what is now South Africa. And I mean, if you see protea blooms with you know sugar birds uh just it's like little hummingbirds they're like a little bit bigger i mean it's it's absolutely amazing and so i'm not here to promote south africa but i always you know england was in there too yeah yeah Um, but is that kind of the same thing you can do through the english countryside is really just kind of have this put it as part of your vacation to just really enjoy the countryside and go through the village do you see the villages and things like that yeah, I mean, there are lots and lots of heritage railways in England. I mean, we've got one in, in Norfolk that runs from Holt to, to Sheringham, um, which goes up over the, the North Norfolk coast. Um, there's not, there's a beautiful one down in Devon and Cornwall that, that runs, you know, along the, along the sort of Devon Cornwall area which is really good because you can actually connect up to a boat so you go down to Dartmouth and then you get the ferry across the river as well and that's all on one ticket you know so you you get a really good cross-section of different transport methods and that's a steam train that does that it's a steam train that does that at Sheringham um then of course there's the normal train train routes and many of them actually are on the same tracks that were built in the 1840s and 50s. So a lot of them are, are really old routes. 
and a lot of them do go round, obviously by the coast. They go through the mountains. They go through the valleys. They go through. They go through the countryside. They go through forests. You know, so you can actually, if you're interested in anything in particular, you know, you can sort of journey through that sort of area on a train. There's another beautiful one which goes across the Yorkshire Moors and then goes goes into Whitby. You know, so that if I don't know whether you get the old um, television program Heartbeat. Um, used to be a program in, on the television sort of based mm-hmm. in the 1960s in Yorkshire. Um, and that is, you can go to the village where that was filmed and then get a train from the middle of the Yorkshire Moors right the way across to, to Whitby on the coast. And then Ooh. the one that goes from Edinburgh right the way down to Peterborough, which is all the way down the east coast of England, a lot of that is actually right on the side, right on the cliffs and right on the beach. So you actually go and by the sea. You know, sometimes the, the the train routes are actually better than the coastal road because the train actually goes further or nearer to the coast than the road does. You know, mm. so sometimes you get such fantastic views. And the, the best thing that we always like about going on a train is that even if you know the area really well, you see a different part of it when you're on the train. Because, oh, I like that. Because obviously you're you're on a completely different route to what you are when you're in a car. Mm. Because the roads and the trains go on a different <laughs> a different area. That's well, fantastic. I love going I, on a train. Me too. It's exciting and I don't have to work, you know. One thing, yeah. um we have what's called Amtrak here, which is like a faster train and people can even do their work. They have Wi-Fi and stuff. And yeah, stuff yeah, on, yeah. You know, you know and, and people travel across the country this way. Nancy and I keep going, man, we should just do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> but it's a little bit of a bigger country. But what I look at it going like you could, you could, you know, catch a train maybe from London. Right. And then, you know, maybe you, you want to do go to the Yorkshire one, but you could get off where you want to get off. Right. And say, Okay, I'm going to spend a couple nights exploring this area and then get back on the train and go to the next destination, right? Yeah, so it's kind yeah, of more exactly. customized than going on a group bus tour, which like I know with with Norfolk Tours with your company, you work really well with helping people customize exactly what they want to experience in England, you know. Yes. According to budget, of course. But yeah, of course. this could this is part of that, right? So if someone says to you, "Hey, Glenn, I want to do this kind of train ride. Will you meet me at this point? And then from there, let's go to Stonehenge or something. Yeah. I mean, I've actually had quite a few people who have had a few days in London. You know, they've arrived at the airport. They've got themselves into London, had a few days in London and then got on a train and come up to either Cambridge or Kings Lynn or Norwich. And I've picked them up at the train station. My my last visit is actually had just done a coach tour in Scotland and they said that they wanted me to pick them up in Edinburgh. And I said, well, it would be a lot easier for you, a lot more comfortable for you if you took the train from Edinburgh to Peterborough. And so I I arranged their train tickets and they got on the train in Edinburgh and I picked them up in Peterborough. And they had a really lovely hour and a half whatever it was, two-hour journey on the train all the way down the east coast of England and, you know, from Edinburgh, 
from Scotland. So, you know, that is a way that we can do things, you know, so it, it doesn't really matter where where you are in England. I can I can sort you out train trips and pick you up from the station and then we can go somewhere else, you know. But, you know, it is so simple because there are a lot of trains that still run in England. You know, we are still quite fortunate that you can get to most of the big places in England on a train. You know, I know that you know, not every country is that fortunate, but, you know, we can. We can do a lot of train travel. That's cool, though. Now, what about the historic side? Because here in the States, we have avid railroad enthusiasts of the history, model railroads. I even know, isn't um, Rod Stewart makes model train stuff? I know that when he travels, he has it is very popular. Railroad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, model train, I think that is super creative. It's like you're almost building your own city, you know, because you have well, to plan and all of that. At the end of the day, don't I, I, there is a, a, a computer thing, isn't it, that they build their own towns and settlements and everything. So, you you know, with the train track, you're doing it all yourself, aren't you? Real. It's not virtual. Mm-hmm. It's a real a real set. But, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of them and there are a lot of sort of groups and societies that, that do that, that meet up. In fact, there's... Um, there's a railway station uh that runs from Holt to Sheringham and that is the old the old railway that is a steam train that you can ride on but actually in i think it's in Holt station there is actually a a a, a model rail track that's laid out in the station as well so that you know you can have a look at a model railway as well as a real railway and that's that's quite interesting because you get the you get the two beside each other, but there are some some really I mean York is the National Railway Museum where you can go to and and actually see loads and loads of railway memorabilia and station architecture, the trains themselves, the the things that used to be at stations, you know, all the old railway stuff, so to speak. But there are also museums that are dedicated to uh, to model railways. So there's something for everybody. Tell us a little bit about depots. Um, that's something also that it's so cool to go to a railroad depot that's historic. And yes. think about, you know, there's people that you know that are like there's, your ancestors could have been there. They could have met there. They could have like said goodbye, yeah. you know, one going off to war or something oh, like that. Yes. Like there's. So many, it's it's kind of romantic, actually, when you think about railroad stations, like yes. depots. Yeah, I mean, railway stations and railway platforms are the the place where everybody says goodbye to people, isn't it? You know, or they used to years ago, you know, the old the old 1940s films, you know, there was always the young lady with her, you know, her a tissue or a handkerchief in her hand and the young man with his hat on waving out of the window as he went off to war or something, you know, but that is where it all happened. And railway stations used to be the place because not being funny, you know, when people emigrated from England to all corners of the world, Mm -hmm. the place they would have emigrated from would have been their local railway station. Anytime from the nine of the 1850s onwards, if you left your village and went anywhere, you would have went to the local railway station and then that would have been the start start of your onward journey. 
So any anyone who emigrated after, say, 1850, 1860, the start of their journey would have been a horse and cart to the local railway station. And that is where they would have started their journey for America, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, wherever they were going. Because England wow. was so well connected by railways that you could get on a railway within two or three miles of most villages and then the world was your oyster. You could go anywhere wow. in the world. When you think about it, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And and it that is. is when it gets down to the family history. And then there's like the famous people that have been through railroads too. Like, hey, I stood where so-and-so was. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, you you know that I often talk about Sandringham, which is where, you know, the, the king has his private house now. Um, it used to be the Queen's, obviously. Um, but there was actually... When the house was built in 1870, um, Edward VII, who was at that time Prince of Wales, um, decided to build a new railway station. And he built a, a railway station at Wolferton, which is just a couple of miles from Sandringham House. And that was where the royal family used to arrive by train. And in fact, that is where the body of King George V started his journey back to London when he passed away at Sandringham. And that's also the place where George the Sixth body went from, from Norfolk when it went back to London when he passed away at Sandringham. So these wow. railway stations are really big places within the history of the country and of the the, the local area as well. And some so, of these buildings yeah are really fantastic. I mean, if you look, just, just do a Google search of some of the London railway stations like Paddington and Euston, and some of those were built in the middle of the Victorian, well, most of them were built in the middle of the Victorian period. And they are absolutely amazing pieces of 19th century architecture. I mean, when you look at a railway station, the big railway stations, and I'm using my hands because I need to show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> they, they are great big open buildings with a massive span of a, of a roof. And most of these big buildings have got a glass roof over the top of them to let the light in. And they were all built during the Victorian period. So you're talking wow. about 150 years ago, some of them, you know. That's amazing. You know, yes. I love the stories also, like the royal family being on a train and then like, you know, the, the you know, the bodies too, you know, that have passed. Yeah. You know, they did that with Abraham Lincoln went on a train and people, like the train stopped and people paid their, yep. it was like a, a moving wake, you know. Yes, exactly. Being able to see him, but... So a question on that is like, so when they have like, here's the king's body on a train, you know, yep. obviously in the coffin and, you know, yes. uh, well, I'm hoping so. Um, yes, it was, and, yes. Or the, the queen is going to Sandringham with yep. her family. Were, were they like, this is our train. Nobody else is allowed on it. Or were they like, I mean, how did that work? I mean, were yes, they, they were they were just the royal train with with the entourage as well. You know, all the staff that they okay. need to have oh, with that's them. That's right. Um, yeah. And of course, I mean, I think I included one picture that I sent to you um, of a carriage that belonged to 
one of the members of the landed gentry. And actually, their royal trains and their, you know, the rich people's train carriages were actually set up like, you know, a, a really good salon, you know, with beautiful furniture, carpets, real good china and glass. And, you know, they were as if they were living in their own living accommodation. But it just so happened it was on wheels, you know, oh. so they were they were actually made specifically for them. And mm. the the public didn't travel on the royal trains. My dad actually went to school in Kings Lynn and he remembered when he was at school that Queen Mary came by in the train and the train went slow when it went by the school because all the school children were taken out to the railway track mm. to wave to Queen Mary as she came by, you know. Mm. So, so I, yes, I mean, the, the, the fact that the Royal train came by was, was a major event for people, you know, who, who were on the track. You know, I, you were talking about the Yorkshire one and, and I think, yeah. was, I think that's where my Nana comes from. Yorkshire. Right. Hull. Hull. So not Hull, yeah. Hull. Is that close by? Like, I wonder if she, yeah, that's on the East coast. Yeah. Yeah. That's up there. Oh, you mean that we could be related, Glenn? Go th- we probably it's are on the somewhere. east coast oh my gosh oh glenn's gonna start running <laughs> yes i mean because it's yeah the whole yeah hole is where she's from i kept thinking it was holt when you were talking about holt no, no, and everyone hole. glenn glenn has a great article with the the photos and uh, everything up on blend radio and tv.com and that is linked from the show notes so you can uh, see the images and read about this and, you know, to get planning for your own rail adventure. I I think this is, you know, it's amazing with the railroad really built up this country that everything changed because of rail um, going yes. west and mining. Um, you know, you could have a mine and get all these, you know, gems and silver and gold. But what are you going to do with it? You know, you can't really transport by horseback, you know, or donkey no. or mule for great quantities food changed the industrial revolution really happened because of rail and yes. so is that for england as well like did that change the way england did business basically by having absolutely rail? absolutely because it changed the the importance of a lot of towns because in england obviously we are a relatively small island so all of the important towns before the railway came, all of the important towns were on either the coast or a major river. And that's because everything went by boat. Mm. Everything had to be transported on the water. When the railways came, everything changed. So for a town like Kings Lynn, for instance, that was a really important port when the railways came kings lynn decreased in importance because oh wow it didn't it didn't need it didn't need to be near the water anymore so they had to make sure that actually there was a railway station so they built a railway station in kings lynn so as it would keep up the the connections so that then the the port then had something to hand their goods on to, to then bring it to the rest of the country. So 
you know, say, for instance, uh, you imported a load of planks of wood. They needed the station to take it from the port Mm -hmm. inland. And then we have places like Manchester or Birmingham is a fantastic example. Birmingham was was just a little village before the railways came. Mm -hmm. But now it's a massive place. And it's simply down to the railways because as soon as the railways came, people who were forward thinking could think, right, well, I'm going to set up a railway station here. And wherever there's a railway station, it's a centre of work. You know, it's it's like a crossroads, you know. Mm. So, yeah, the railways absolutely changed everything. Yeah, they did. And, and, you know, also tourism changed because of the railroad, you know, because it brought workers in, you know, like, you know, you've got, say you're talking about that same wood shipment, right? Yeah. You know, here's, you know, you're going to have to have someone to pick it up. You can't just, you know, push a button and it it, it magically puts itself to the the place it's going to get manufacturing. I think of Iron, uh, Iron Gorge, uh, Iron Bridge Gorge yes. that we were talking yeah, yeah. about um, Gorge, the other yeah. month. Yeah. And, you know, that a railroad had to have helped them, you know, with exactly. all the iron work. And, and, you, and you see, you're talking about tourism. Places like, well, for instance, like Blackpool, like mm-hmm. um, Great Yarmouth, they they were just fishing villages and fishing towns. But as soon as the railways came, all of the people could get to these different places. So as soon as the railways came, Great Yarmouth then changed its whole outlook on life and became a tourism place. When, wow. for instance, when the railways came, um, one of the one of the men who lived on the North Norfolk coast in a little village called Hunstanton, he decided that he would build a railway station but not near his house. He didn't want the railway station near his house. So he built the railway station a little bit further up the coast. And then he started to build other buildings like a hotel. And guess what? It turned into a tourist destination. And Hunstanton now is a tourism place, mainly wow. because it was it was started by the railways. Funnily enough, the railway is no longer there anymore. Um, but... Hunstanton as a settlement didn't exist until the railways came and then it was it was built it's it's a completely Victorian town new Hunstanton there's old Hunstanton old Hunstanton is the fishing village but new Hunstanton is completely Victorian it was probably built from the 1870s onwards so it's 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 amazing when when, and on this side I know we're talking England but it you know you, you your relatives are over here. <laughs> of course. Yeah, um, you look at, you know, we've done so much, you know, travel and go to these tiny towns like Tombstone, Arizona. It, there, one lady had written a whole book on the food of Tombstone right. and even have recipes in, you know, so Tombstone, you know, is famous for the OK Corral and gun, you know, Wyatt Earp and, you know, right. all of that and Doc Holliday and the movie. But today you go there and they still are living like the movie, which is, based on a true story and um the white herp was not that nice of man just saying everyone um but anyway the town was actually moved at in and it was a mining camp and moved location as the mines got bigger and all of that and it was the railroad that because of the railroad that was nearby that you know as people at one point people were living in tents 
right? And even restaurants yep. were intense, glorified tents, if you if you will, back then. But then it, you know, you could go into a restaurant in a tent and have oysters, which was a luxury, you know. And the only way they got oysters was because the railroad went to the coast. It went to San Diego, San Francisco, mostly actually at that time. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, so the, the people that were getting rich in these mining towns, they, you know, oh, I'm having, you know, oysters and lobster tonight, which cost a fortune. But, you know, also at that time frame, and as we move forward into the Industrial Revolution, people really, these rich people really wanted to show off their, their richness, their, you know, and in some cultures, you know, you could go to someone's house and think it's a dump, open the door and you'll realize, oh, these people are really rich, but they don't let people know from the outside. You know, it's a very interesting how we all handle money, but back then it was about what you ate. Could you afford to import pineapple, which you see pineapples uh, in Victorian architecture, and it was like, yes, I've got the money to import a pineapple. Yeah, exactly. You know, look at me. I've got pineapples. <laughs> you know, now we just get pineapples in the grocery store at any time. But this is all because of making tracks with trains. But we also have towns that really wanted the railroad. Um, Yarrington is one. They changed their name three times. And the third one was Yarrington. That right. was because that was the name of the railroad manager of this one region and right. they were trying to get him to bring the railroad to Yarrington because they have a mine, a copper mine out there. And he never did, even though they named the town after him. Isn't that that's mean? <laughs> and so I was wondering if you had any of those kind of happenings in England where people were like the villages were rallying to get the train to come to their town, you know, because they knew it, it was going to It did. It did happen. But it, it happened in a lot of different ways over here. And and a lot of it was where landowners didn't want the railways to come through their estates. They okay. didn't want the railway to pass anywhere near their, their properties, you know. So they would have they would agree for there to be a railway that crossed their land as long as it went, you know, out of the way so they didn't see it or hear it. There were some, there were some places where the entrepreneurs, I suppose, the sort of the town businesses realized that if they didn't get the railway to come in, then they would be lost. So mm-hmm. a lot of them did then start to, to work towards getting the railway in. Um, but it's quite funny, really, when you see that some places the railway was really accepted. And the railway's in the middle of the town. And then you see another place where the railway was an afterthought and it's it's miles away. You know, mm. so so it, it, it is really strange how different um concepts and different ideas of the either the landowners or the business people had a really big influence on where railways are and, and where they were developed and where they weren't developed. Mm. Well, like I said, the one at Hunstanton is a real fantastic example of a really forward thinking landowner. But again, he didn't want he didn't want the railway to turn up on his doorstep, so he invented a new town where the wow. railway, you know, because he could, you know. It's amazing though. 
it's fascinating to me. And then tourism, you know, the one story we have in this country is how artwork and artists, um, renderings of our net, what is now some of our most famous national parks, like Yosemite and Yellowstone, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way they could show for photography, the beauty and splendor of this land was to create art and show it. And it was, they couldn't just put it on a horse and carriage because you're telling massive paintings. And it was through rail travel that they were able to go to Congress and say, Hey dudes, look at this. Yes. We need to protect this, you know? Um, So I, you know, I think about that too. Like it just, I think rail travel is just really fast. I mean, all of it is, but we just still have to have some balance to it. You know, there's, there's communities that like, someone has like a train literally in their backyard. So you hear yes. it and feel it every day. And that's part of your lifestyle. And you, you, some people may hate it, but when you leave it, you may miss it and come home for the holidays. Right. And, mm. Oh yeah. I remember the train going by and I don't know how healthy it is for us. I've heard all kinds of different stories about that, but there's something kind of cool about it, you know, I in think- some ways. I think it's it's that sort of romanticism, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. of train travel. That you know, we we remember the the films from the nineteen forties of people traveling on the train and you know, murder on the Orient Express and the mm-hmm. train carriages and the I mean, I love the old train carriages where you walk along a corridor and you go into your own little carriage. And you, you always know. have a spy with the cape and the hat. The coat and the hat, like a spy getting on and off a train, like there's a mysterious thing to it too. Like you just pop on and off at different towns and and just fade into the cloud, the crowd. Like just there it is. I'm, I didn't do it. I'm following someone. But you know, know, it it is such a such an an evocative way to travel, and you know the 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 way that you're sitting on a train. And you hear the tum 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 tum. That just is such a lovely noise that when you're going along a train, just that constant tum tum tum. It, it just is so hypnotic, and it is just—I don't know—just the fact that you're looking out of a out of a window, seeing the countryside go by, and whenever you go by people when you're on a train, everybody always waves to people on yeah, a train. Yeah. They do. It's, it's you wave a little white hanky out there, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. There is just, it is really interesting. And, you know, when I was talking about the national parks, it was, you know, here we have a lot of scenic trains. Like I was talking about Amtrak is the way people traveled from city to city. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also like the Rocky Mountaineer, I think it's called, where you go through like Canada, like you areas like Banff and Jasper and the Rocky Mountains. And you get, and they even have it where it's pretty much like a glass tunnel that you're traveling in. Yes, you know, so you when we when we went it. across when we went across Canada, we actually stopped in a layby because there was a train that was going through a mountain, and the train needed to go down quite a long way. So it went; it was a spiral tunnel, and you kept seeing the train go in and out, and in and out, and wow. in and out. And what they had done, I can't remember where it was now, but it was on on the west of Canada, and it was the it was the Rocky Mountain train, 
and okay. it and it was just going in and out of the mountain on a spiral so as that it weren't wow. too steep um and it just kept going in and out and in and out and you know as the last carriage was going in the top the carriages were still coming out of the bottom you know it was it was a fantastic thing to see wow. but you know That's amazing. It's them sort of things you know seeing seeing the rocky mountains on a train is is better than just flying from one side of the Canada to the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, know, because you get you're to really it. see the nature, and and the animals get used to it. They yes, exactly. know this is the this is the area. Um, so speaking of that kind of beauty, and we were talking about the, the scenic train rides in England. Yes. Can you go to you know your national parks through train rides in England, like the Lake yes. District and places? Yeah. Like that? Oh, yeah. There's there's um there's trains that run up to the Lake District and but all over the country. You know, like I say, we are so fortunate that we can go sort of almost anywhere on a train obviously you can't go to every little tiny village but you know you can come to an area and you're within 20 30 miles of where you want to go so if anyone wanted to come to england and do a lot of train travel then i could easily sort that out so i would run them between the railway stations into the places they wanted to go to but they could travel on a train and there are so many historical trains that they could do quite a lot of their travel on, you know, historical trains, you know, on these heritage train routes like the steam trains and the, you know, oh, the, wow. the old fashioned railway stations and things like that. And it, it it is just so such a different way to see the country. You know, it really I love is. it. I love it. I'm so glad we chose this topic for this month. It's it. It does feel cozy and it feels like, yeah, you yes. can do it. And, you know, even, you know, trains run through snow too. Isn't that amazing that they can yes. do that? And some, I mean, sometimes they have to stop, but, you know, we have big snow in this country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, areas. sometimes in England, we do have the trains stopped because of ice and snow. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, you know, the trains run when, when cars and buses don't run. Mm. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a good way to travel and it's it is just it's just so different and like i say it's it's so evocative and there are there are certain trains that that run you know we were talking about um you know basil faulty before we we actually were talking <laughs> faulty towers life. yeah um, John, please. You know, there are several trains that, that do specific things. I mean, there's a local one here that does the Polar Express. You know, it's on an old steam train. And every Christmas leading up to Christmas, they do the Polar Express. And you're on an old train and you've got the Polar Express going on. There's another one, the one at Holt and Sheringham. They do a train that takes you to see Father Christmas or Santa, as you call him in America. There's there's other ones where you can do a you know a a 1940s dining experience you know then there's other ones where you can do a a murder mystery so you can do murder on the Orient Express type of thing on a heritage cool. railway that's there's cool so many things that you can do that can get you transported back in time as well What's as it, enjoying is... enjoying a, a nice meal or having a bit of fun on a train, you know. This is about true experience, you know, and it I think is. that's the point. You know, people, we're, we're, you know, 
sometimes we feel the world is way backwards <laughs> but, yes. but and, and 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 those issues are um but in regards to travel travelers now and it really isn't about age this is just with all ages people yes. want an experience they don't want the same cookie cutter thing and no. it's almost competitive now about hey well have you seen this have you done that whereas you know we really have access to these experiences like it's we we've never had it as as what we have now in the no, world there's so, ma- so many opportunities now that, you know you i mean funnily enough i've got a group that are coming to to visit um in january and i'm now putting together the finer the finer details um but it's a, an artisan week so i'm taking them to someone who does glass blowing the, another one who makes their own gin, so it's a gin distillery. Um, some more people who do their own baking, you know, biscuits and things like that. Ooh. Then there's someone else who I'm trying to get to do some pottery with us. Then there's a jewellery maker who's going to wow. do some work, um, an artist. And then there's someone who's a, a woodworker. You know, so I'm putting together an artisan week. But there, there are just so many to choose from, you know. So yeah. whatever interests people have got, if they if they actually try and look into these things, it's amazing what they can find. So they can actually get a taste of something, you know, get an actual experience. And you That's- you cannot beat that experience. You cannot beat it. Mm. I love this, Glenn. I love this. So everyone, again, norfolk-tours.co.uk is Glenn's website. Of course, we're here with Glenn every fourth Saturday. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And again, uh, Glenn's article, and you can see the images too, um, all the visuals there is up on blendradioandtv.com. All the links are in the show notes as always. And um, you'll also see it all featured with this podcast in the upcoming Big Weekly Blend magazine. But as always, Glenn, it's it's so much fun to chat with you. And um, this is airing the day after Black Friday. So I hope everybody made it through that. Um, oh, uh, oh, no. Event. <laughs> everybody go on a train ride instead of Black Friday. You know, this yeah, kind do. of thing is could celebrate your holidays this way too you know it's it's kind of a cool family you know it's kind of a way to get the family together on something really cool it, you know yeah. a, a family experience you know we used to have sunday drives like to have a sunday meal sunday dinner or you know roast or now i'm thinking england now right and the go for a drive there was always like yeah. a family activity uh, for some uh, church and you know all of that and um, I feel like we need to have these experiences back in a way that we regroup with. Maybe it's not a Sunday for a family, but everyone's different. But having some kind of excursion, you know, no matter where you are in the world, just get on a train for even just that afternoon or something. Go on a little ride, you know, a little joy ride. Exactly. Um, wherever you are. And, yeah, and just I mean, kind of experience it. There is nothing better than just wrapping up and going for a walk in a in a park. Yeah. Oh, Glenn, those little kids train rides, right? Those little trains, like, um, they have them in, you know, some theme parks, sometimes in gardens. You go on these little train rides through a garden, botanical garden. Yeah. Seriously, that is so much fun. And some of them are faster than others. So that's fun too, you know? So there's, I I think just, it's like have that experience, you you know, 
You don't have to break the bank over it. And like you're no. saying, even if it's just a walk on the beach or a walk down your street, you know, have those experiences in life. That's what it's all about. So thank Good you so point. much, Glenn. Yeah, lovely to talk to you again. Speak to you soon. Thank you for joining us for Big Blend Radio's English Connection Show with Glenn Burrows, owner of Norfolk Tours. If you're planning a vacation to England or looking up your family history in England, visit norfolk-tours.co.uk to connect with Glenn. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.